welcome again to Myth Magic Medicine Season 3, which is two immigrant doctors talking. And my guest today is Anka Sisu, who is from Romania. Hi, Anka. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Denise. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have this talk with you. Have you done many podcasts? A lot of our fellow physicians now have podcasts. <laughs> Not very many, just a couple. Mm -hmm. So when did you arrive in the U.S.? Um, about 20 years ago. Soon it's going to be 20 years. Okay. And it was right after you finished training in Romania? Yeah. So I finished training and then I did uh, about eight months of residency there. And then I mm -hmm. moved. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's try and be organized. It's not really my forte, but let's try and be organized. So you grew up in Romania. Um, you're much younger than me. So you didn't experience communist uh, regime as much as as many of my friends <laughs> um did do, do you can you talk a little bit about the history of Romania and and um, and then the history of medical training in Romania because I know your school's been around since the mid 1800s right right yeah. yeah yeah so you know I I grew up in a small town near Danube and uh you know when communists fell I I was 12 and um, you know, I got some of it uh, and through my parents, through the stories and through some personal experience. Um, and then, you know, we uh, we started, things started changing for the better. Um, mm -hmm. And we, um, you know, we gained our freedom and with that comes some responsibility and some changes and, uh, you know, resistance from some people and excitement from the younger people. <laughs> <laughs> and uh uh, yeah, so it 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 was uh, in a way a, a pretty clear path. I I loved helping people, and I from an early age I wanted to be a doctor, and uh, and then you know I applied to medical school, which is in Bucharest, about three hours away from where I lived, and I moved there for the six years. We do six years of res uh, of right. medical school there. Right. Point out because many people don't realize the differences in. The differences in what you learn in medical school, very little. Most people learn the same stuff. But how to get to medical school. Medical school follows immediately the equivalent of high school, right? Yes. You went from high school into medicine. Was there a particular entrance exam you needed to take? Or okay. yeah. yeah, it was a pretty tough uh, entrance exam. You have to take biology and biochemistry and physics um, tests. And, uh, you know, I, I prepared for that for a couple of years. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it, they only took a certain number of people. They were uh, the year I took the exam. It was uh, just a quarter of the people got admitted. So it was a pretty tough exam. Mm hmm. How many people were in your class, your entering class? Um, well, we were, I don't remember exactly, about 500. So it's pretty big. And how many mm -hmm. medical schools in the country at a, as a whole? I think about six, five or six. Okay. And most of them do take foreign students as well, certainly now. Yes. That's nice. And you were in the capital city at, at Carol Davila? Yes, that's okay. uh was yeah. that because that was the closest one to your home or you just wanted to be in the capital? It was both. Uh it it was um, you know, I like to believe the most reputable. Of course, other people will <laughs> <laughs> argue that their school was the best, uh, but uh and, and it was closer to home and uh it was important for me to be in touch with my family and be able to, to see them some weekends. Yeah, that's good. So you start school there um in October. 
uh, school year starts in October, right? The, the yes. academic year. How how many months of the year did you study? Uh, it ends in uh, in June. Okay. So you and have then, it's uh -huh. actually yeah September mid September that you start back. Yeah, I, I must you know, disclaimer. I have a family member who went to Romania to study medicine. I remember he was required to do a certain number of weeks during the summer, which he could do in the U.S., mm -hmm. but he had to uh, summer volunteer from the first year of medicine. Was that true for you also? Did you have uh, to work in the hospital during the summer? Um, it was optional in the first three years, and then oh, okay. um, I did it for you know to gain more more experience doing mm -hmm. an internship. It's possible it was optional for him, but he certainly didn't let me know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. So, what was the, what were the what were the first things? Do you think there's any difference having now had experience meeting with medical students here who are training in the U.S.? Do you think there's any difference in the way the curriculum is set up from the U.S.? Yeah. So you know, I I trained. Um, 20 plus years ago and uh, we we didn't have so much access to like high quality books you you had books that were underlined with three different colors and you're lucky to have a newer one mm -hmm. um, and you know there was uh less study materials I would say you can see here you know the skeletons the pelvis like all the bones and we had like real bones in anatomy mm -hmm. <laughs> we had yeah, my, that's 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 way back I have I graduated 40 years ago we have real ones too that's not allowed anymore <laughs> yeah yeah I know yeah so um yeah I think we we had to figure out way more and especially because internet was uh was not available when mm -hmm. I was in school uh, you know, we relied heavily on books and uh, uh, our our professors, teachers had to give us extra materials. And okay. um, yeah, it was uh, it was different. I think, you know, the access to technology make things much easier nowadays. Yeah. Because... Actually, my question really was more, did you think that the order in which they approach it, my school, and that the first two semesters, it was like, 60% anatomy and all the other subjects but around it. Is it similar for you? Is, is the order of presentation of the work the same, do you think, as here? I think it's, it's similar. I, I think we were uh, one of the highest, uh, we had the, the highest number of anatomy hours actually in Europe. When I looked at the study, they were saying you know, it's a Romanian schools and it, you know, it felt like a lot, um, you know, well, well when really, you go through it, it always yeah. feels like a lot. I, I think overall it. it's, it's uh, similar, but the, the number of hours allocated to each discipline is different. Mm -hmm. How many, how many uh, years or, or hours, if you think in hours, did you have before you actually saw your first patient? Well, in the first three years, uh, it's more theory, and then you start seeing patients. So I'd say in the third year, um, you, you're actually... You, you start to do rounds yeah. with people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And is your initial, is your last year of medical school setting you up for a license? Is that a, 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 like an internship year? Is it all clinical at the end, or is that different now? Yeah, so I would say, you know, in the in the last three years, you do you do clinicals and you take tests based on those clinicals. But the last year, it was a mix. I mean, we just uh, we just finished. Uh, we you rotate through all the specialties pretty much, and then you 
you have an exam to get into residency and and that exam was pretty tough too um, and i think the system there is is much different uh where the top people get to choose their specialty and then it's kind of a sliding scale so if you don't have a a really high score then you might not get into the residency of your choice there's not no matching process like it is here do you have the opportunity to declare what you would like to study prior to the exam or do you have to wait for the results yeah so you say i'm looking to do this and they say sorry now yeah because you know there's actually a track for surgical specialties and a track for um medical and so you know i opted i opted for medical and you can put your option there but you know Mm -hmm. they're they're going to give it to you if it's available Mm -hmm. the um, postgraduate training there i know you only did a little bit of it there but Postgraduate training there is you come out, do you do a year in general medicine or do they already, they specialize you right away? They start specializing you right away. Yeah. Within what we would consider a subspecialty of medicine? Do you come out and do internal medicine or do you do hematology or do you do, you know, is it, oh, it separated out? Yeah, so you you would do internal medicine in the first year if you're in internal medicine. Um, yeah, I did family medicine. And so, you know, you, you have to have the rotations in the hospital um, and it's a certain curriculum similar to here, I would say, and you have to go patients, go see patients in the clinic as well. At what point in your studies did you realize that you wanted to come to the U.S. to get graduate training? Well, you know, it's it was in my third year of medical school uh, when I get, got the opportunity to come to United States. My, my godparents were here in California, and they invited me over, so... It was an eye-opening experience for me, um, and it it so happens that their son was a physical therapist. So looking at his books, he had a pathology book that I really loved, and you know <laughs> he ended up gifting it to me when he said, "You know, so you, you just read that book. It's just just take it. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> buy another, another one." one <laughs> But, you know, I was so fascinated to see the explanations and the graphs and the pictures and, um, and, and, and in a way, it was um, much easier if you're passionate about something to follow your passion. And then, you know, I kind of made my mind on, on the way back home that I'm going to be back. It was, uh, you know, when, uh, when I got back home uh, for a month, I, w- I was myself. So my mom is like, what's going on with you? And I said, I'm, I'm just going to go back. Um, mm-hmm. It was um, a set deal. I just didn't know how, but, but I'll, I knew I'll find a way. And, and what path did you just, obviously, this is a, I know the answer to this question, but for, for the purposes of the interview, what did you decide was going to be your path? Because getting as a physician and getting to the US from an immigration point of view can be quite difficult. What did you decide would would be the best route for you? You know, it was interesting. Uh, My uh, godmother was also in the medical field and uh, she was telling me that uh, nurses are in high demand. And she said, you know, there's a lot of recruiters who bring nurses here to the United States. And that kind of planted a seed to say, well, maybe, you know, if I'm a nurse as well, that might be a good transition uh, for me to be able to to get a job and, and land in a hospital and then figure out what I want to do. And, you know, I applied to nursing school in my third year of med school. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I did I did courses at the same time, which is a bit crazy. The same, at the same the same school, the same university? Well, it was the nursing school, uh, but it was different. Yes. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to imagine somebody in the accounting department trying to actually studying both things at the same time. Um, 
But no, nobody noticed or nobody minded that you wanted to abuse yourself even more than medical school. No, medical school is pretty some, pretty rough. Yeah, <laughs> there were some classes that I could um I could transfer um and then it was the um the extra um uh, the the practical aspects of nursing that I had to do and mm-hmm. um you know I was able to fit that into the schedule in the evenings afternoons so um. Don't ask me how many hours, uh, my, yeah. how long lots my day lots was. Lots of hours. <laughs> <laughs> so you graduated from both at the same, yes. same graduation ceremony. You walked yes. up twice. Huh? Okay. <laughs> so, but but once you finished that, you worked as a physician once you finished the exam. Yes. Okay. Did you work at all as a nurse once you had graduated? Because Not you that, that, that waiting for the results period. Do you have to, quite a long period there. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I got my diploma, nursing diploma, and I took the test to, for the medical residency um, because I really wanted to to start training in family medicine, and I didn't know about, you know, how the timing, what's what's going to happen with the nursing, and I, I want to make sure that I'm actually, you know, continuing on, on my medical path there mm-hmm. uh, while I was researching ways to... Um, to go to United States as you know a nurse as a doctor so it's uh yeah it's the, the medical field in Romania didn't pay, pay much at that time and that was another factor pay much still but yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you at what point did you start the, the actual paperwork trail to get yourself to the U.S. did you go to a recruiter initially and ask if you could come over as a nurse how long did that process take well, um, I got in touch with some recruiters. I actually convinced some uh, some of uh, my colleagues um, when, like, back in the third year of medical school, and when I started doing the nursing process, I had a couple of friends who are also thinking to immigrate. So I I showed them what I'm going to be doing. So they followed along, and so the three of us were um, applying for nursing jobs and looking for recruiting agencies. And and we found a, a, an agency that was recruiting for North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we did the paperwork and you had to take the the their CGFNS exam, uh, which is, you know, to to become a nurse in the United States. So we're preparing for that together and, um, you know, got all the materials, got all the paperwork together. And then, uh, you know, they ended up pursuing that. And I ended up... Uh, finding my husband who actually lived in the United States and uh, I had a little detour. <laughs> okay. So when you arrived here, as uh, did you come over and get married or did you get married in Romania? And then... We got married in Romania. He's Romanian. Yeah. So you came here as a new bride and what we, what did you do initially? Did you, did you get a nursing job or did you just buckle down and study for the American exams? What did you do? Yeah. So as a because he had a, a working a work visa h4 um and or h1b and i was a spouse i, I didn't have the right to work so mm-hmm. i had to be done with all the exams and be accepted and and find a, a nursing program so i had to study for the for the tests and uh, apply to different jobs and so you know um that took me a little while in and find somebody who wanted to take new graduate I was considered a new graduate so mm-hmm. um, yeah I ended up working uh, at a at the hospital on their medical surgical floor and orthopedics what does your husband do he's a software engineer oh okay completely different all right yeah 
So did the North Carolina, did you, he was based there or? No, no, that the was the recruiting agency. So oh, okay. I ended up giving that up. <laughs> so where did you first live when you came to the U.S.? I first lived in uh, Dallas, Texas for a few months and then his job transferred to Seattle. So he lived in Seattle for about seven years. Okay. So American licensing exams are federal level. So you could study there and then transfer up and do that. So uh, at what point did you, um, where and how did you find your way to a residency program for medicine? How long did it take you to get through the slew of exams that you must take if you're coming? Because because Americans don't really, you know, take the first one after the second year of medicine, and the second one at some point, usually around your third year, because you've got to get paperwork in for the end of the fourth year. But if you're coming abroad, having already done seven years of medicine, (laughs) you've got to do all three exams Mm -hmm. as fast as you can. How long did it take you to get through them? I would say a, a couple of years of intense studying, like almost a year for for each of them. And the, the second and the third, I, I tried to um, pass them close together because I was pregnant at that time. So that added a little, just a little pressure. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. Don't, don't give me my due date for an exam date, please. That wouldn't be good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, I mean, it was a process with the paperwork. And uh, in the first, actually, in the first uh, three years of nursing, I really liked what I was doing. So I was contemplating, you know, continuing to work as a nurse, um, but also figuring out the medical system. And, uh, you know, I had an appointment with a primary care doctor when I landed in like after a few months in in Seattle um and you know I, I had a list of six different things I wanted to talk to her about and after the first two she left the room and I wasn't sure like is she coming back and then the nurse said you know um time is up and you just have to make another appointment and you know I was a little surprised to hear that and um to because back home you know the, the doctors will answer your questions. And even if you were waiting a little longer, you knew that, you know, they will, they will They'll come back questions. They will come back. Um, and so, you know, after that experience, I talking to other people, um, I realized that that's, that's all the time the doctor was given. It wasn't like, it wasn't her fault that she had to leave the room. She had other patients waiting for her. And, you know, I was a little um, discouraged with that because I felt like that that would not allow me to take care of fully of my patients and having Mm -hmm. the time limitations. So I had to think really hard about about actually doing um, going back to medicine because I felt very strongly that I cannot practice that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And and to the point where I felt like, okay, if nursing is giving me the time with the patient that I need. And I, I was actually enjoying what I was doing quite a bit. Um, and, and then I was fortunate enough because I had some health issues to find some inspiring physicians who were practicing differently. And, mm-hmm. and that kind of was the, the change I needed or, you know, the inspiration I needed to change course. And I started, I started studying for the boards. It took me a few years to kind of decide that, okay, this is what I'm going to do. That's why, you know, the process took me about five years. Um, for, for, to do all, all the, the exams or to, from when you got here? To from years. when I got here until I... Um, so I, you were on the cusp of them being nasty about when you finished school then, because they usually give you about seven years to get through the process. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think, you know, uh, having the nursing experience has really helped. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the doctors I worked with in the hospital really encouraged me and wrote nice letters. Um, and uh, I kind of knew that I wanted to do integrated medicine because because of this decision to say I'm going to do things a little differently. And if I find a um, program that has integrated medicine incorporated. Um, oh, the, where was where did you go? Uh, so I initially applied to all of the eight programs that were um, with Andrew Wiles, um, Integrated mm -hmm. Medicine and Residency. He had that, uh, he has a fellowship and he has that program too. With the, the Initially, the pilot program had eight places and uh, one of them was Maine Dartmouth Integrate, uh, program in, in Maine. So you go into a family medicine, but it's got a segment that's for integrative medicine. That's right. Okay. All right. And, and so you, you got into that one. What happened? Your husband had to work remotely or you just moved away? Because it's the other side of the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we had to move um, over to Maine because we had the two-year-old at that time. So we wanted to keep the family together. Yeah. But he, well, software engineers usually don't have too much trouble finding jobs wherever they want to be. And they usually can work remotely, which is nice. Yeah. yeah. So... You did that. What what was still striking you as as different from the system, both culturally and as a as a medical professional in your own country? Which ones struck you the most? Uh, aside from, I'm sorry, your time is up. Um, the constraints put on doctors. I don't think most doctors want to practice medicine by a clock. We want to be able to give the most time, the time that's needed. But of course, if you've got five people waiting for you, you also have to respect their time. So it's mm -hmm. difficult. Yeah. So, you know, I think it was the intensity of the of the training of the residency training with the 80 plus hours that we got in the, mm -hmm. you know, in the first year. Um, and and just having to keep up with so much information um in a short amount of time which i felt was not so intense in romania so it was a different a little different pace there mm -hmm. um and uh and you know getting keeping up to date with the technology and the latest guidelines and all that i i feel like yes we do have guidelines in europe but i i don't think they were we were so pushed to like check all the boxes and so it was a little more more relaxed um, versus here where I felt like it was a huge responsibility where if I didn't cover everything in the in, in, in during the visit, like all the checking all the boxes that that's, uh, you know, going to reflect negatively upon my review, uh, which I, you know. I'm competitive think, and, and yeah, I like to yeah, keep well, it up. Most, most doctors are, but <laughs> it's a, a side effect of the training, but do you think those boxes are genuinely addressed? There's a lot of boxes on those forms. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I go, I'm now nearly 70. And, and th thanks to the new and improved version of Medicare that we have currently, I get a whole wellness exam every year. And they remind me every year to go to my doctor and make sure nothing's wrong. But if I'm, I can only address issues that we've already diagnosed. I can't bring up a new subject because that's not a wellness exam. Yes. Bonkers. <laughs> And thankfully, if I want to see the doctor, I will get out my credit card and see one. But for a lot of people, that is not the case. That wellness check needs to be a, a safety net for a lot of our population. What, what aspect, I know you've decided that you want to have your own way of practicing and not deal with that, but can you address that whilst you were in training? 
did you feel that your non-affluent patients had access to, to doctors in the way that they would have had had they been in Europe? Or do you think there's the same but different sort of problem in Romania also? You left before they joined the EU, so right, yeah. yeah. So you know, I think there is there is more uh, of what this patient needs in the moment uh, in Romania. What what are their pain points versus we? I got to check this box, and otherwise you'll have to come back. And um, and here, yes, ultimately you're under those time constraints and you gotta you gotta go through the questionnaires and make sure you have all the screenings done and then if people have an acute problem that's when I would get into trouble because I was trying to address it and mm. you know you have the choice to do that and get behind and you know not be of course reimbursed for that extra time that you're spending um or you know follow the rules and have the patient come back which was tough because I only had the number of patients or slots in the clinic in the following weeks. Um, and if that was something more urgent, a colleague of mine would have seen that patient. And, you know, the the medical care it was was a little bit, um, you know, spread out to like several practitioners. And, and of course, the patients in residency were okay with that because they knew the system. But in other practices, they want to see their doctor and they want, you mm -hmm. know, all their concerns addressed because, you know, the other aspect is that that patient takes time out of their schedule to come see you. And it's not, might not be so easy to come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. What other differences have you found? Literally 20 years is a long time, but what, what do you miss about Romania, both in practice and, and in just general society? My favorite thing, I went, when my son was there, I'd probably been to Yash five times and to the country seven. And my favorite thing is the very relaxed dining habits. You go for dinner, they you know, they look at you. If you want something, you can wave, but they leave you alone. You can spend yeah. seven hours in a restaurant, they'd be fine, even if you didn't order anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it rushed, e rushed eating is a big thing here. <laughs> Exactly. I think, you know, everything is so scheduled here and I, I miss the, uh, you know, enjoying life kind of aspect of, of things back in Europe. Uh, yeah. and, you know, yes, you are, you should be on a schedule there, but it's not as, as tight and you, my days didn't tend to be so full there. And yeah, it's, it's interesting just culturally uh, here when you ask somebody, how are you? And they say, fine. You don't know if they are fine or not over there. You know, when you ask them, how are you? You've got to be prepared. You've got to have 15, 20 minutes for them to tell you, you know, <laughs> what happened to you. their neighbor or cat or what happened in their lives. That's that's what, you know, that the answer to that question is what they're, how are they actually feeling? What are they doing? So it's like, oh, here, if you don't feel well, you're getting a therapist there. You're just getting your neighbor or your friends to listen to you. Yeah. Do you think there would be as much of a need for integrative medicine practices in Romania as there are here? Mm. Do you think it's already being practiced? Are they are they bringing in the other modalities into practice? Yeah, I, I was actually surprised when I went back home uh, last uh, summer. You know, I went with my father to a neurologist, and uh, part of the part of the recommendations were some herbs and vitamins and you know, this was just, a, he wasn't uh, an integrative neurologist and it is not much of 
of that advertisement there. There's some clinics in Bucharest that are more integrative, but I feel like it's it's part of you know blending in the best modalities we have. And uh, if a supplement is you know pretty good, then they are gonna recommend it. And uh, it's it is not like frowned upon here as if if it doesn't have this many randomized control studies, then we're not going to incorporate it in our recommendations. And, you know, it's a lot of herbs that actually have that, but it's just about the awareness that um, as doctors, we might not have had the time to read the articles or the studies or and didn't have exposure. Like I'm pretty fortunate to have had that in residency and to see that it's actually a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, complementary medicine modalities are, um, have been around for a number of years and are not pretty effective. I'm very happy that, that, that as a hypnotist, which is my current thing, uh, that they, there are quite a few hypnotists who are doctors, who I know. I was at a course once, was about eight of us, and one of the people was, her name is also Anka, I think. <laughs> she's, she's in Bucharest. She's a hematologist. Oh, no, she's a hypnotist as well. So, <laughs> interesting, interesting combination. But, yeah, I, I was very happy to see that it was being fairly taken fairly seriously by most of the medical practitioners there yeah and i think you know the old traditions also play a role because you know my grandma were was uh treating me with chamomile tea and all kinds of herbs when i was sick and you know when you get exposed uh, to that at an early age because you know we're under communists, we didn't have so many resources. You had to figure it out, and you had to be very resourceful uh, to to treat yourself when you had an illness, and go to the doctor when only when it was something significant. So, you know the the herbs used there, and uh, you know other healing modalities uh, were very present when I was growing up. Yeah. So now that you're in practice in the U.S., do you have an integrative practice or do you, is that sort of a sidekick to what you're doing? What are you currently, how are you practicing medicine? Yeah, I, I have an integrative holistic practice. So I trained uh, with Institute of Functional Medicine, which gave me the framework uh, to practice integrative medicine. And then, you know, the, the training I had in residency um, helped me kind of put different aspects of modalities um, of integrative medicine together. Like I do some acupuncture, some osteopathy and, uh, you know, nutrition. And ultimately I'm, I'm looking as many doctors are to help people restore balance in their bodies. And um, yeah, it kind of stuck with me. It, 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 the more you learn in medicine, it is like trying to fix all these little things, but ultimately the body is such a, an amazing system that it, it knows how to rebalance itself and I think if you give it the opportunity give it the opportunity mm -hmm. and and yes and and if you find the the root causes or things that are out of balance so that I think you know ultimately that's my goal with my patients and so I name my practice restore balance uh, for that reason <laughs> and uh, you you have an, a, a, the usual sort of office hours do you have um hospital privileges do you see people in the hospital or do you are you purely office i don't i um i'm just choosing to stay in the office and um have people actually have a primary care physician and i'm more like a consultant uh for people who haven't been helped by um by my special the specialist colleagues and the primary care and you know there's a lot of people who who want to include nutrition and supplements into their regimen and they don't know exactly how to do that so that those are the things I 
help them with. So it's mostly a, an integrative practice. And I spend quite a bit of time with each patient. Um, and, you know, I had to choose to, to be a cash practitioner to, to be able to do that. So you don't take any insurances? I'm considered out, out of network, so I don't bill insurances directly. I give people... Does, does that mean you can't see Medicare Medicaid clients? That's just not... They they see me, but they are not going to be reimbursed. Um, okay. By right. So they choose to see you. Yeah. Um, okay, what else can I ask you? <laughs> lots of questions about Romania. How much, how much of your own country did you see before you left? You were in the books all the time. Did you get to, did you get to tour much? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's probably half of it. Uh, it's, it's where the vacations take you. And, I think most, and, people, and... most people don't have a very good sense of geography and don't realize how huge Romania is by European standards. It's a physically yes. big country. Yes, yes. And we have mountains and the, the Black Sea and it's beautiful uh, there and uh, yeah, we want to visit now more often with my son and because he wants to know his roots and he, we yeah, want to travel to places we haven't been. And, uh, you know, so the, the tourist has flourished there and there's a lot of nice places to, to visit and a lot of history, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was really didn't know anything other than Queen Marie because she was British <laughs> um, until I actually was in Yash which is pronounced Yash, but spelled I-A-S-I, -I, for those of yes. you who can't figure that out. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it's on the Silk Road, which completely amazed me. It's, it's a medieval city. It's, it's a beautiful city with a lot of Soviet buildings and a lot of mm -hmm. modern architecture now, but some mm -hmm. beautiful, beautiful churches. It's absolutely lovely place. Yeah. And really cold winters. I don't ever want to be there in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not as cold as uh, Maine here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I used to work in Maine. I, I used to do local work and I would mm -hmm. go up and spend like two weeks up there and then fly back again, spending a lot of time in Boston Airport snowbound because yes. we were good and fly out. <laughs> but where in Maine were you in? Where is I was it? in Augusta, Maine. So that's the okay. capital. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we had a really good time there. Uh, it was a great group of, of physicians and uh, heart centered. And yeah, it's, the, the training in residency is hard, uh, but the people there made it much, much more uh, doable. And you know, the, their caring attitude really impressed me because it it was late. They would see you, how tired you were after uh, a call. And then, you know, sometimes you had a delivery after that 24-hour call and you're just barely, you know, <laughs> your eyes yeah. open. And so... You know, it happened to me that they said, you know, you, you look very tired. Just go home. We'll take care of you. Yeah. Now, okay, so let's look back. Looking back, what about our restrictions for residents in training there? I know you were only in training very briefly. And as a medical student, you would have had more time off. But as, as a resident there, what were, sort of hours did you have? Scandinavian clock hours. Sorry, my shift is finished. Somebody else is coming in to take over. Or did you stay there until that case was finished? You mean in Romania? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we had more like clock hours in the, mm -hmm. in the first year of residency. So yeah, you would go home when the shift is over and somebody will take over. So how many hours a week do you think was resident time? Not study time, because of course that's on top. But... Probably 50 to 60. Yeah. Okay. So what would be ideal here, but it's never been reached. I, I was before there were 
work camps. So a hundred hours a week was pretty standard when I was mm-hmm. in <laughs> Amazing. Now I can't I can't stay upright. Never mind with my brain engaged anymore. That that work schedule. So thank you. Is there anything else you would like to tell people before we go? <laughs> You know, it's it's interesting looking back at uh, at my life and your podcast kind of made me reflect a little bit to say, <laughs> well, it, it, it's a journey and taking it one step at a time. And I wouldn't have seen myself here with a private practice 20 years ago um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just enjoying each, each step of the journey. And it, being in, a medical doctor is, is stressful, but I think it's also the joy of helping people and learning so much it's a privilege in some ways it Mm -hmm. is and it it is it is a gift for me uh you know we're getting ready to move and uh, we just found some boxes and there was a letter from uh, the front desk people at my residence i actually worked a few years in maine after the residency training and you know, saying patients were calling, very upset that you're moving to to Virginia, expressing their gratitude to the work you've done, and it's it's those little That's things that, that bring me joy nowadays. You know, it just brought tears to my eyes to say I, I actually made a difference, and people would remember me, and all this hard work and training is worthwhile. And uh, you know, it, it it sounded from what she wrote there that I made a people a difference in people's lives, which. Uh, you know, it's like, yes, it's a lot of effort and you, you remember that, but you also remember that the smile you put on people's faces and uh, how grateful they are. They, you gave them a different path forward. Do you think either any of your children will go into medicine? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think it's, uh, my, my son is more uh, inclined towards technology. So um, leaning, leaning yeah. software. Okay. Yeah, so we'll that's see. Got a, that's, that's a huge field within medicine too. Really, there's there's all sorts of things. But do you think yeah. your kids will go to Europe to to do any of their second third tertiary education? Well, that's an option, and that's why um, you know I want to expose my son to um, the life in Europe a little bit to see if he likes it, and ultimately it'll, it'll be his choice. But I want him to make an informed choice and. Right. Uh, yeah, the, the pace of life is a little different there. So he might enjoy that. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you, Denise. It was a pleasure. Thank you for joining us at Myth Magic Medicine. If you have found this episode useful, you can apply for free CME credit through the link provided in the transcript. If you're not a medical professional, please remember... While we're physicians, we're not your physicians. So please consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you have heard might apply to you or a loved one. Until next time, bye-bye.